Welcome to the Morning Star Show with Superfly75. You're listening to OnTheWizardRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWizardRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. <sighs> it is officially. <clears throat> How do I sound? I do not like how I sound without the cloud lifter. Day 23. It is officially day 23. On the road to 30. This is a dumb idea. I'll never do this again. Shout out to everybody. I need motivation. I need motivation. Y'all bear with me. Okay, um, <laughs> shit. Where where do I begin? What 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 do you guys want to get into right now? Let me let me see. Uh, all right, every all the uh, usual suspects are here. T Janelle, I Chief, Chapman, what's happening? Man, I'm dragging ass. Rastas, Beach, I, I, I'm 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 dragging ass right now, y'all. So I'm still trying to wake up. So bear with me. Uh, what do I want to cover first? There's a lot going on right now. So we have the funeral of Tyree Nichols uh, taking place. Um, Thundercats in the house. Trey Five. All right, Taku. Hey, what's happening? Club Fortune. All right. So do you guys want to take a peek into the into the funeral? Does anybody want to see the funeral? Sister George, I see you. I see you looking all thick and plump and I'm sorry I apologize to Curlin but if you ever I ever catch you lacking <laughs> tell Curlin I'm sorry but if I ever catch you lacking I'm on you I'm on you like a cheap suit okay alright alright um, does anybody want to watch the funeral for a, for a hot minute yesterday was legendary it was <laughs> No to the funeral. What? Kasha, hey, hey, what's happening? Morning, rising, uh, or afternoon, afternoon, because I'm sure you guys are hours ahead of me. Nobody wants to watch, for real. Y'all don't want to watch the funeral, for real. But y'all are terrible. Forgive me, Sister George, I'm just saying, listen, I'm just saying that, uh, that a lot of guys are scared to say to you because, you know, you... you can't be sassy at the mouth. And some guys are, are not ready for that. I am ready for that. That shit turns me on. 
So, when she when a woman gets sassy at the mouth, I'd be like, yes, we're gonna fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when she get to talking like all this, I'd be like, yeah, we're gonna fuck. <laughs> Shout out to Curly No. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, too, yo, this life is too short to not be honest at this point, you know? So nobody wants to watch the funeral for like five minutes. Y'all ain't right. See over my mans, my mans. See over got the tech dungeon. There's some waifu down there strapped up with electrodes, you know, attached to her. And he's just turning up the dials and, you know, that's, that's what, that's what see over does. So. Yeah, talk that sass. I'm telling. I'm trying to tell you. These niggas be like, oh, like a mouthy woman. She talked to. Fuck out of here. Niggas be lying to themselves. I can appreciate a woman with a smart mouth. Okay, I can appreciate. Because I'm married to one. Smart mouth. But anywho. Okay, you want to watch it? You know what? Let's watch the future. For five minutes, y'all. Y'all don't want to see this man be celebrated. For five minutes. ...to us in many ways, so by the cool. star and the crescent moon, the star of David, and in the collective hearts and goodwill of all humankind, ordain Uh-oh. us okay. and send us out as instruments of your peace okay. so that we live into a world that will protect those who come after Tyree. Okay. Okay. Like a sunset dying with the rising of the moon. The moon. Gone too soon. Ashe, Amin, and Ahmed. What? Oh, that was nice, sis. That was nice. Okay, here comes more gospel music. This is where I pretty much tune out. All right. That was gospel music. Uh, you know... Gospel music makes my skin crawl. <laughs> gospel music makes my skin crawl. <laughs> uh, when, they, when they're done with the song, I'll come back to it. When they're done with the song, we're going to come back to it and watch it. I just, funerals, man, just all the singing and shit. I just be like, yo, nah. Nah, like too much singing, man. Yeah, they milk it. Got, listen, I'm going to tell you why they have to milk this. It's very, very simple. Okay. You have to milk it. And here's why. This is why you have to milk it. Okay? This is why you have to milk it. This is why. Are you not entertained? Yeah, she said Star David, the uh, uh, Crescent Moon. I mean, yo, she. Yes, we know what time it is. I caught it. I caught the message, sis. All right? Listen, it had the show must go on. Yeah. All right. All the Moors in the building. Y'all caught this, the, 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 the crescent moon part. Muslims, y'all caught that. All right. Got to. This is why it has to keep going. It has to keep going. We fall down, but we get up. All right. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to come back and check in on the funeral, but I want to, I have a myriad of topics I want to talk about. Is Jalen going to be at the funeral for those that um, wonder what happened to, to yesterday's live stream? So I was worried I was going to get hit with hate speech, but I didn't. They monetized it. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's re- let it rock. So that's why you're probably seeing yesterday's live stream pop up in your feeds again, because YouTube said 
you're good to go. I said, okay, bet, bet, bet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't trying to make fun of delayed people like that, but shit, you know what I'm saying? It will be interesting to see how the cast, that, my man, is a very, very good question. Let's see what they're doing. Let's just check back in. Are they still, are they still, yeah, she's still singing. All right, let's, let's see if she, what she's singing. What song she's singing? She's done singing. Uh-oh. That Nancy Pelosi? Oh, no. Nancy Pelosi showed up. No, that's Kamala. That's Kamala. My bad. That's Kamala. Why is she still wearing a mask, though? Wait. Why is Kamala still wearing a mask? Did, didn't Joe Biden lift the mandate officially? Why is Kamala Harris still wearing a mask? Like, your, your, your boss just lifted the mandate. The key, but make it make sense, bro. Sad day for Tauruses. <sighs> are, are there any Tauruses in the building? If you're a Taurus, what did that nigga say? <laughs> Stop letting delay people in on your, on your platforms. Stop giving your platform to, to delay people. Yes. Stop it. Her, her wig is not looking tight, y'all. This is not good. Memphis, I need y'all to do better. Come on. Memphis, do better. Memphis, do better. Oh, in other news, um, the Federal Reserve has raised the benchmark interest rate by another quarter percent. Okay. All right. They raised interest rates again, quarter percent. So y'all be mindful. Be mindful. Come on, sis, hurry up and sing the song. Cause I wanna hear the I wanna hear all the, the speakers. Yeah, come on, Memphis. Y'all gotta do better than this. All right, let's get the let me get to something before and we'll come back in and check in periodically on the funeral. Okay. All right. First things first, what I wanna cover. I wanna cover the NFL. Explain the casket carrying, please. Lord have mercy. How late are you to class? Uh, good person. I want to talk about the NFL real quick. Arian Foster said some things that people are just like, and really are getting upset over. And for those that know, we know. Okay. What did Arian Foster say? Well, let's let him tell it. And they're going to let other NFL, former NFL players tell it as well. Let's go. It's funny. Before we started taping, uh, Arian was telling me about how the, this is former running back, Houston Texans, Arian Foster. This guy was a beast for a brief moment. Let's go. The NFL is rigged and how every year he used to get a script. Yeah. Day one of training camp that would mm -hmm. get dropped off at his locker. Mm -hmm. And you would have to, you know, it was like week one, you'll do this. Week two, you're going to have a hamstring injury. Week three, this is going to happen. Yeah. Week four, you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And so then you just have to, did you memorize those? 
before the season started? Or would you go and rehearse the script before every game? Uh, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like this is what goes on and this is what we have to do mm-hmm. in order to. Yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call. Because yeah, they we, hate you yeah, and they love the Colts, yeah, that like, sort of thing. Uh, WWF, so it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen, but you just got to put on a show. Yeah. What did yeah. you think when you got the script in 2016 that said your career was going to fall off a cliff when you stopped believing in God? That was 2015. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, now at that point, it turns into a troll show. But um, for the most part, it, it coincides with what other players have said, the script book. There's a script book. They're always given. All right, so let me run it back again, and then we're going to get into other mentions of this script book from other former NFL greats. All right? It's funny. Before we started taping, uh, Arian was telling me about how the NFL is rigged and how every year he used to get a script. Yeah. Day one of training camp that would Mm -hmm. get dropped off at his locker, Mm -hmm. and you would have to, you know, it was like week one, you'll do this. Week two, you're going to have a hamstring injury. Week three, this is going to happen. Week four, you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And so then you just have to – did you memorize those – before the season started, would you go and rehearse the script before every game? Uh, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like this is what goes on and this is what we have to do mm-hmm. in order to. Yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call yeah, because we, they we, hate you yeah, and they love the Colts. Yeah, that sort like, of thing. Uh, WWF. So it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen. But you just got to put on a show. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, who caught two weeks ago? Um it was Jackson Jacksonville when they they miraculous comeback from three touchdowns down led by Trevor Lawrence. Did anybody catch what he said after the game? This was between uh, the Jags and the Chargers. Did anybody catch what he said? Well, let's let's run it back. Okay, Trevor Lawrence alluding to their miraculous comeback went as a script. Okay, all right, the rabbit hole gets a little deeper. It gets a little deeper. Tim Brown, one of, one of the NFL's great, greatest wide receiver, Tim Brown had something to say in regards to uh, the, a script per se. Where's that? This is it? This is it? Okay, all right. Let's go. So this is what happens. We win the AFC championship. We don't have a weekend in between, so we got to get right to it. Uh, thankfully, they have prepared for us to win the game. So Monday morning, we get a, a booklet that says game plan to a championship, right? And we all thinking, oh, Lord, please, you know, their defense average 280 off uh, on defensive front. Our offensive line average 350, 340. You know, please let this be, you know, a smash mouth type game plan. Open it up, bam, it's like heaven. You know, smash mouth, smash mouth. We're going to go Weedley and Crockett, and we're going to smash mouth, and we're going to, you know, you know, beat these little guys up. Friday morning we get in, and we have a brand-new game plan. I'd never had a coach two days before a game change a game plan. And to change the game plan so drastically from we're not going to smash them out, we're going to try and throw the ball 60 times versus the skies. We go into the Super Bowl knowing that we don't have a chance to win. Mike, every play they run, we ran in practice. I know. The Bucks defense benefited from John Gruden's understanding of the Raiders' offense. And Lynch and the defense had a decisive edge. Going to it, right? 
Jerry, a lot to get to here. Let's try and go through a checklist here one by one. Is it your recollection as well that the game plan changed on Friday before the Super Bowl? Yes, it did. I, I was very surprised by that because you worked all week long running the football. Then all of a sudden on that given Friday, we decided that we were going to come out and throw the ball over 60 times. And I, and I think with Bill Callahan and, and what uh, – Tim Brown is accusing him of is that why would you wait to the last second to change the game plan? Now, the guy who this is going to affect the most is Barrett Robbins. Because Barrett Robbins is the one who has to make all the calls. He is begging Callahan, don't do this. Get a Super Bowl. What was going on? Oh, it was, it was hell. I don't have time to prepare for this. Please don't do this. I was with him. You know, and, and, and he, he's begging him, you can't do this to me. No, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. I was in a very bad state of mind at that point. Well, it's that night that Barry went out and went AWOL that night. It all came to a head on Friday night. Turns out, Robbins had left his San Diego hotel, took a cab 20 miles across the Mexican border to Tijuana, and partied all night and most of the next day on the eve of the biggest game of his life. Now, does one have to do with the other? I say yes. You may say no, I say yes. You know, do I, am I blaming that on Callahan? I'm not saying Callahan purposely did that to Barry Robin. I don't think that happens if not for what he did with the game plan. I, I, uh, let's get all right, all straight. right. Okay, so then let's hear from Jerry Rice himself. Ah. 37, uh, you and Tim Brown obviously <laughs> played for Oakland, and you know where I'm going uh, Yeah, I know where you're uh, going with Tim this. Tim Brown came out and said head coach Bill Callahan essentially sabotaged the game to let the Buccaneers win, and you agreed. You, you no, backed what, him up. No, what I said is that I just found it was very unusual to change the game plan, uh, you know, right before uh, almost game time, the day of the game. I have, and, and I have gone through situations. I had played in Super Bowls with the Niners and stuff like that. What you work on all week long, you carry that into that ball game. So we just felt like, you know, it was weird that uh, that he made that change because all week long we we talk about pounding the ball, running the ball with uh, with the running backs that we had. Then all of a sudden that Saturday, uh, we decided that we were going to throw the ball, and we also we lost our, our starting center, uh, you know, and Baron. Uh, I think Baron Rob- Robbins. Uh, we lost him, so uh, that really uh, put us at a disadvantage. But you know, I just felt that it was weird for a coach to do that. Why do you think Tim felt so strongly about it? Well, Tim uh, and, and and Tim and I, we have had this, this discussion over and over again. And he was he was the voice with the Oakland Raiders. Nothing, nothing, everything went through Tim Brown. So it, it, you know, he felt like it was just unusual that he also made a move like that. And we talked about it. And as guys that have been around for a long, long time that have played the game uh, for so many years, we just felt like it was very unusual for him to make that change. Why do you think he would have done it? I, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, would this guy sabotage his coaching career for something like that? I, you know, I, I didn't go that far. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. You know, I don't know what. That individual is uh, thinking, but I knew that the most important thing for me, once you get to that position, is to win a Super Bowl. The way you prepare all week long, you go with it, no matter what. And I just found like felt like it was very unusual for that to change on that uh, that Saturday. Okay, okay. So now we we have decades of players that have come out and said things. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Um, 
unfortunately, you know, the sad part is a lot of players aren't in on it like that to a certain extent. Um, we all watched what Super Bowl was that? Uh, Seattle and um, when they didn't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch at the at the goal line, and it just goes to show it's not about winning the Super Bowl. It's about <laughs> fulfilling the script. Whatever the script is, I mean, if it's it's just like WWE, yes, you have the heel, you have the baby face. Sometimes there's a passion of the torch. Sometimes the baby face gets to push over the heel. It's the same same premise here. Let's continue onward. Let me see what's another article. Okay, now we already covered that. Da, 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 da. Okay, so Bear Robbins, yeah. He <laughs> abandoned the team the day before the game. Um, Rice blames Callahan for that, too. According to Rice, Robbins was so demoralized by Callahan announcing in a team meeting that he was going to going to call mostly pass plays that Robbins, Robbins decided to bail on their Super Bowl. Who the fuck does that? With Baird, he was frustrated, like, you cannot do this to us at the last second. Maybe that's why he decided not to show up. Who doesn't show up for the biggest game of their career? Okay. Um, the Raiders didn't throw the ball over over sixty times or even fifty times. They threw the ball. They threw it forty four times exactly. Oh, wow, numbers three, forty four times exactly. Three more times than they had thrown the ball the week before when they won the AFC Championship. Um, Brown and Rice are insisting that Callahan sabotaged the team by implementing a pass first offensive game plan, but the Raiders have been a passing team all season. They led the NFL in passing yards that season while ranking 18th in the league in the rushing yards and 23rd in the league in rushing attempts. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, here's another another story. Brad Johnson, quarterback for the Bucks team, admitted to altering footballs before the Super Bowl as well. All right, so here's the crazy part. Okay says he broke a rule to make sure the footballs in the game were more comfortable in his hand. Now, remember, New England got pinched for this, for altering the air in the footballs. I paid some guys off to get the balls right. I went and got all 100 footballs, and they took care of all of them. How much did it cost Johnson? $7,500. Johnson completed... 18 and 34 passes for 215 yards with two touchdowns and one interception while Raiders quarterback Rich Gannon tossed five interceptions in the loss. Both Johnson and Gannon used the same footballs in the game. So how much of an advantage over Johnson gained over Gannon by altering the balls to his liking is difficult to gauge. Per Stroud, Johnson struggled to grip wet, cold, or out-of-the-box footballs and was forced to wear a glove in the NFC Championship with the NFL supplying 100 new balls for the Super Bowl. Johnson said that he made sure the balls would be prepped to his liking. Okay. This shit's insane. This shit is insane. Okay, let's see what this says. Listen, and here's the biggest kicker of it all. Ready? There is no federal law preventing a league from fixing its own contest. There is no federal law preventing a league from fixing its own contest. These are the two closest federal laws on the books. Okay. Now, this started because of a, a game show back in the day. 
The quiz show. It's called the quiz show law, which was passed after it was revealed that television networks in the 1950s had been fixing the outcome of nationally televised game shows, including 21 and the $64,000 challenge. The law reads influencing prearranging or predetermining outcome. It shall be unlawful for any person with intent to deceive the listening or viewing public. The next one, the to supply any contestant in a purportedly bona fide contest of intellectual knowledge or intellectual skill, any special and secret assistance whereby the outcome of such contest will be in whole or in part prearranged or predetermined. Jeopardy anybody. Now, don't get me wrong. There are highly intelligent people. But for years. For and I know people that worked on that show. <laughs> I had friends that were PAs back in the day and I didn't know what the fuck a, a PA was. I had friends that used to work on that set and they were like, they, they're getting it. <laughs> we feed them the answers. These people are not that smart. <laughs> now don't get me wrong. There are highly, highly intelligent people like stupid, autistic, smart brain man, people that just know stuff, useless stuff. <laughs> but my, but it was one white chick that I knew. Now she works at DreamWorks. Now she went, she moved over from um, ABC. She went to DreamWorks. She's been at DreamWorks forever. She's an animator now, but um, her name's Brittany. I'm not going to give her last name. Cause she's still, a, she's a big dog. She's, she's a somebody. And Brittany was like, slide these people. And I, I didn't understand what she was trying to tell me at the point. I, all, all I understood was these people are not as smart as they're being touted and winning all the, 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 the questions the way they, you know, but this was, Decades ago, like this is when I first moved out here to California, <laughs> you know, um, let me see what else. Let me see. Okay. It continues by means of persuasion, bribery, intimidation, or otherwise to induce or cause any contestant in a purportedly. Okay. I've already read this. I already read this. Okay. To engage in any artifice or scheme for the purpose of prearranging or predetermining in whole or in part, the outcome of purportedly bona fide contest of intellectual knowledge intellectual skill or chance number four to produce or, or participate in the production for broadcasting of to broadcast or participate in the broadcasting of to offer to licensee for broadcasting or to sponsor any radio program knowing or having reasonable ground for believing that in connection with the purportedly bona fide contest of intellectual knowledge, intellectual skill or chance constituting any part of such program, any person has done or it or is going to do any act uh, or thing referred to in paragraph one, two, or three of this subsection. Now, here we go. To conspire with any other person or persons to do any act or thing prohibited by paragraphs one, two, three, or four of this subsection, if one or more or of such persons do not do any act, to affect the object of such conspiracy. Note the repeated use of the word intellectual, not physical. Therefore, this law does not apply to sports. Boom. Boom. Once again, note the repeated use of the word intellectual, not physical. Therefore, this law does not apply to sports. 
the Sports Bribery Act of 1964, which was passed to protect the integrity of sports from mafia and gambling interests. Whoever carries into effect attempts to carry into effect or conspires with any other person to carry into effect any scheme in commerce. Uh, pay attention. Commerce, y'all, this is what gets y'all jammed up in, in, in court. When you commit a crime, you're, you're, you're interfering with commerce. Shout out to my guys, A6, Grind Time, Form Runner. We all talk about this commerce shit. Okay, when you interfere with commerce, that, that's when you get you jammed up. Okay, uh, in any scheme to commerce to influence in any way by bribery, any sporting contest with the knowledge that the purpose of such scheme is to influence by bribery that contest shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than five years or both. Okay. Does not apply to physical sports. Okay. There it is there. The key word in this law being bribery. If a league instructs one of its employees, be it an official coach or athlete to influence or manipulate an outcome in a certain manner, such action does not break this law. Once again, the key word in this law being bribery. If a league instructs one of its employees, be it an official coach or athlete to influence and or manipulate an outcome in a certain manner, such action does not break this law. Neither does the sports bribery act apply. If a player or referee decides to shave points and or fix a game on their own, because again, no actual bribery took place. No one has been arrested for violating the Sports Bribery Act in relation to an NFL, NBA, MLB, or NHL game ever. Pete Rose never went to jail for sports betting. Pete Rose never went to jail for sports betting. They just kicked him out and won't, and won't let him back in. He'll never get to the Hall of Fame, I think, eventually. I think after he dies, they'll let him back in. But Pete Rose, the the greatest, <laughs> the most infamous case of sports betting, was never charged. Never went to jail. Okay? All right? Here we go. You want more? Here's more. While we call these leagues sports, they are, in fact, businesses. Their business is entertainment. The NFL, for one, has actually argued this fact before the Supreme Court as recently as 2010. Being entertainment, the leagues are legally entitled to do what is needed to entertain their audience, such as the creation and promotion of certain storylines. Despite arguments to the contrary, this makes the NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL on par with professional wrestling, as well as circuses, ballets, music acts, and magicians. Shout out to Big Pontiac. Give Big Pontiac his flowers. He's been saying this for years. Okay? Hi, I'm five. Tim Donahue. What did Tim Donahue 
get in tr- get in trouble for? Let me find. Let's go look. Tim Donahue. What did he get in trouble for? Let's see what his charges were. The betting scandal. Da, 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 betting on games and controlling the point spread. Okay. So he got out of pocket. He controlled the point spread on his own. Donahue had a gambling problem, placed tens of thousands of dollars in bets on games during the... Okay. So, and had been approached by low-level mob associates to work on a gambling scheme. So this is where he... This is where he got, this is where he got jammed up. So this is where he got jammed up. Okay. We like to shoot his fans. So he controlled the point spread on his own. That was a no-no. So that's like, uh, oof. Remember when, when, when the whole Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart went off script? That's what that is. Right? It went off script. He went off script. It's okay when they tell you to do it, but you can't do that on your own. So he was, he was controlling the point spread on his own. He didn't have permission to do that. That's what got him jammed up. Markel, thank you for the, uh, the, the five on the super chat, bro. I appreciate that. Uh, Donahue surrendered to the FBI, pled guilty to gambling charges. And Lawson learned that the bookies in the scandals were two high school classmates of Donahue's who embellished their mob ties. Oh, okay. Went to appeared in uh, Brooklyn federal court and pleaded guilty to conspiracy to engage in wire fraud. Ouch. So it was the wire fraud that got him fucked up. Okay, here we go again. Engage in wire fraud and transmitting wagering information through interstate commerce. Y'all going to learn about this commerce shit. Too many of us have mentioned this word commerce in too many different times over the last five or six years. So that's what he got pinched for. Interstate commerce. You, you fucking up the money. You messing up the money. Okay. All right. Let me get back to, all right. Tom Brady retired. Guys, I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay and i used mine up last year so i uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me my family my friends my teammates my competitors oh, he, 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 oh no time to hold it together bro don't don't cry bro it's okay don't hold it i could go on forever there's too many um Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. I love you all. I love you too, bro. <laughs> it was the best I would do it. Anywho. Anywho. All right. 
Okay. Now, if I don't know what else to tell you at this point. <laughs> like all these diehard sports fans that wear the face paint and all the costumes and shit. You can't have these conversations with these people. These are the people that that lose their shits when their team loses. They don't understand what, what's going on. <laughs> um, wait, where you, where you at? Um, third ward. What'd you say? What'd you say? What'd you say? Um, so the powers that be that take you out of tarnish your, in your name and career when you go off. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it's yeah. You cannot, and you can't mess the script up. You cannot. That's not your place. You, yeah. You mess with the commerce. Yeah, just go replay, go back to Marsha, how they did Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch was talking all that smack, all that black empowerment shit the, the entire year. The entire year. These teams don't give a fuck if they win the Super Bowl or not. I mean, your first clue, well, for my first clue was um the 85 Bears, right? The 85 Bears, um, they... we they, Everybody wanted... Okay, it was contract, it was contract negotiations... After they won, um, all the linebackers, <laughs> everybody, everybody wanted more money. And uh, who was it? Ah, who was the fucking owner at the time? He said no. And they blew the team up. Matter of fact, let's pull it up. 1985 Bears. Oh, my God. Let me look at that deep, the, the roster, the defense alone. These guys wanted more money. They wanted more money. Why would you not give them more money? Oh, let me let me get the roster. I want the roster, defensive roster. There we go. I remember this as a kid. Like, why would you not give them more money? They won. They won. They won the. They killed everybody except Miami that year because they were all partying and got drunk the, the night before. Okay, listen. Look at all the Jesus Christ. Ah. Richard Dent, Otis Wilson, Steve Mongo, McMichael, Leslie Frazier, Mike Singletary, Dave Dorson, Gary Fensick. Gary Fensick, the original badass white boy. <laughs> you know, they, and they wanted more money. And they wouldn't give him more money. They went 15 1 that year. Yeah, they lost it to Miami that year. Okay? And three playoff games. Uh, they only allowed 10 points. Jesus Christ. Give them more money. You give them, you give them what they're asking for. And, and matter of fact, in 86, the Giants won it that year under Phil Sims. Yeah. Yeah. 86, the Giants won it under, under Phil Sims. They wanted more money. Um, Uh, 1985 uh, uh, contract negotiation. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Wait. 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 Okay. First round draft picks. Perry. McMichael and Keith Van Horn. 
Hey, unsigned to see. Okay, Dent and his agent were negotiating an extension to his contract, which was to run through the 85 season and pay him $90,000. But Dent, who, like fellow training camp holdout, Mike Singletary was under contract that preseason. And they decided to still play. Perry ended his holdout when he signed a four-year 1.3. God damn, that's horrible money. Listen to this. Signed a four-year $1.35 million contract. One week after Bears general manager uh, Jerry uh, Venisi declared, I'm not planning on William Perry playing with the Bears this year. Two days after, or two days later, after muscle cramps kept Perry out of practice, defensive coordinator, <laughs> coordinator Buddy Ryan uttered the infamous words, it's a wasted draft choice and a waste of money. We should have given the money to Todd Bell and the pros we know who can play and brought them to camp. Bell, who had played for seventy-seven grand a year before in a Pro Bowl season, was a Ryan favorite, but Bell was asking for $950,000 annually, which would have made him the highest-paid player on the team. The two sides were $166,000 apart, and Bell held, held firm to his agent's insistence that he be paid his market value. Think about if they went with Bell instead of Perry. Think about how much different that defense would have would have been if they went with Bell instead of Perry. Perry was on both sides of the fucking ball, man. Oh, here we go. 1985 Bears, NFL salary system like slavery. He was the first one to leave. And then after him, then Otis Wilson left, and then it was just a trickle-down effect. He said, if the Bears don't want me, I'll just play somewhere else. I think any team in this country right now would be glad to have me if the Bears don't. I'm sure the Bears could work something out. I don't think there's any dirt on me. Dent led the NFL in quarterback sacks that year with 17. The contract negotiations with the Bears have been at an impasse all season. Dent's base salary in 1985 was $90,000. Next season will be an option year in his contract, which means the Bears could force him to play for a 10% increase to $99,000 if they choose. Dent says he won't play under those terms. This was 1985, y'all. I was a kid hearing all this shit. I was a kid when all this, when all this took place. Bears general man- manager uh, uh, Jerry Venisi said the team's latest effort, uh, latest offer to Dent is for three years at an average base salary of $390,000 per year with the incentives that can easily go to $400,000 to $500,000 a year. But Dent, who also led the NFC in sacks last year, wants a contract comparable to the top defensive linemen in the league. Those linemen include Howie Long, Joe Klecko, Mark Gastineau, Mr. Steroid Man, Randy White, and Dan Hampton. Yes, you give him the money. Gastineau, the NFL sack leader in 1984, earned a base salary of $625,000 in 85, plus reporting and roster bonuses totaling $70,000. Long earned an estimate, uh, Howie Long earned uh, $800,000 that season, Klecko $695,000. White's base salary was $400,000, but the Cowboys reportedly have 
have cut him into a lucrative real estate deal. Wow. Wow. Hampton's 85 base salary was $325,000, but the Bears re-signed him during the season to a new four-year $2.7 million contract that began in 86. You have no, listen, between Otis Wilson, Singletary, and Dent, you could take, you could, those three by themselves, you could take Hampton out of it. I shit you not. Dent, Singletary, Wilson. You could take Dan Hampton out the equation, and they will still be dominant. Okay? And no, no diss to Dan Hampton. Dan Hampton was a monster, but those three guys, the brothers, yeah. Yeah. Okay? During, uh, besides the Super Bowl MVP performance, Dent sacked Giants quarterback Phil Simms three and a half times in the Bears' first playoff victory. In game two against the, uh, the Rams, he stripped the uh, L.A. quarterback Dieter Brock of the ball. Willibur Marshall recovered and raced to a touchdown. Okay? And once Dent walked away, it was every, all the dominoes fell. So they don't give a fuck about winning the Super Bowl. It's not about winning the Super Bowl. Okay? The script is a script. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm 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 getting upset over all over again. I remember this as a kid. I was ten years old, man. I was ten years old. Ten. Oh, let's let's see this this new version of Damar Hamlin, the the body double. Let's listen to this nigga talk once again. This is Damar Hamlin's body double, the new guy. What's up, everybody? It's DM. Once again, yeah. I want to thank everybody for the love and support over these past few weeks. As yeah. you know, CPR saved my life earlier this year on the field. Yeah. And CPR could easily save your life or someone you love. That's yeah. why I'm proud to announce that I'm partnering with the American Heart Association and kicking off DeMar Hamlin's 3 for Heart CPR Challenge. And of yeah. course, this one's got three steps. Step three one, steps. go to heart.org slash three to watch a yeah. short video to learn hands-only CPR. Yeah. Step two, donate to the AHA to fund CPR awareness and education. And step yeah. three, challenge three friends to do the same. To kick things off, I'm challenging the GOATs. LeBron James, Tom Brady, and Michelle. Oh, nigga, okay, now you lost it. <laughs> yeah, you sit your ass down. Nigga, just, just, just sit your ass down. Just sit your ass down. Yeah, yeah, bro. Just do, just do your job. Just do your job. Okay. This is this is the, this is the body the body double that will that will be the new and improved Demar. You will see this guy. You will see this body double on the field next year for Buffalo. <laughs> All right. You will see this body double on the field next year <laughs> for Buffalo. <laughs> hey, this shit is hilarious. Baron, thank you for the turn of the cash app. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Shit, this nigga talking about. Is this guy, I'm not sure if this guy is trolling me, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, see, yeah, yeah. And, um. Once again, I'm, I'm going to say this. 
The only mistake Jason Whitlock used was the wording. He should have said black female leadership and not put the, the onus on black single mothers because once again, CJ Davis is a married grandmother. The, the issue is black female leadership. Okay. Because once you start singling out black single mothers, you done lost the argument. It's black female leadership. That's the issue. That's what he, that's how he should have worded it. If he had worded it that way, it would have been, it had been harder for anyone to really give him real pushback on that. So I, I would tell anybody that has criticisms of, of black women ran homes, then say, yes, the problem is black female leadership, not so much single mothers, even though you have the stats to back it, but it, it turns into an emotional response and you're not going to get the, the, the response you're looking for. It's going to turn into an attack. So make them raise their argument. Say black female leadership is the issue. All right. Because all they're going to say is, no, there's plenty of black single mothers that do, da, 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 da. Not, see, okay. You're not forcing them to raise their argument. You're giving them an out to use an emotional response. No, bitch. Black female leadership. Now raise your argument. Simple. Okay. See, I didn't know where I came from a single mother. I didn't know all that. You know? But I'm not going to get into how him and Curtis Schoon fell out. I'm not going to get into that. It's none of my business. All right, let's see what else. Can we check another funeral? Let's see. Are they? Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Breaking news. Well, Reverend Al, you don't understand. How are they going to keep crime down in the black community and at the same time not be tough and rough? Well, they do it the same way they do it on the white side of Memphis. And they keep the crime down without being rough and tough. How do you have the same department Mm-mm. that can keep crime down on one side of town without beating folk to death? But you can't do it on the other side of town Mm-mm. unless you feel that you can get away with it there. I can't speak for everybody in Memphis. I can't speak for everybody gathering. But for me, I believe if that man had been white, you wouldn't have beat him like that that night. Uh-oh. 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 We're not asking for nothing special. We're asking to be treated equal and to be treated fair. And just like they marched and boycotted and went to jail for nine years from the 55 Montgomery bus boycott to the 64 Civil Rights Act, we're going to pay the same dues to get this George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Reverend, how long? I don't know how long. They didn't know how long it would be when they boycotted in the 50s. It's not about a timetable. It's that we cannot continue to live under these double standards and under these conditions. We don't care how long, but I can tell you one thing. Those of you that keep voting against that bill, we're going to vote against you. We got more numbers than the police union. Uh-oh, uh-oh. 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 
I believe that God will do for us what we'll do for ourselves. And even in the pit, Joseph never lost his faith. Joseph could have gave up. Joseph could have gave out, but in the pit, he still believed in the God of his fathers. And even as I stand over the casket of this innocent young boy, this young man, 39 years old, with a four-year-old son that his mother and father and his siblings have to raise, I believe that God will take him, Tyree, out of that pit and use him as a symbol for justice all over this country. I believe that babies unborn will know about Tyrese Nichols because we won't let his memory die. We're going to change this country because we refuse to keep living under the threat of the cops and the robbers. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, bars, bars. What touched me... I was raised by a single mother. Uh-oh. Daddy left when I was 10. Mama raised my sister and I on welfare and food stamps. What touched me is when I heard him calling for his mother. Just like George Floyd is calling for his mother. Uh-oh. Something you'd have to be a black man. That the only thing between you and disaster was your mother Uh to understand what calling for your mother means somewhere deep in my heart I understood Tyree because the only thing that kept the kids from laughing at my banana sandwiches and in school Because she couldn't afford enough to put meat there, but mama would make it all right for me. And he knew if he could just get mother, that they would quit beating him and quit stomping on him. All he wanted to do was get home. Now home, Reverend Jamal Bryant, home is not just a place. Home is not just a physical location. Home is where you are at peace. Home is where you don't have to keep your dukes up. Home is where you're not vulnerable. Home is where everything is all right. He said, all I want to do is get home. I come to Memphis to say the reason I keep going is all I'm trying to do is get home. I want to get where they can't treat me with a double standard. I'm Mm -mm. trying to get home. I want to get where they can't call me names no more. I want to get home. I want to get where they can't shoot and ask questions later. I'm trying to get home. Every black in America stands up every day trying to get home. Last night, we went to Mason Temple, Church of God in Christ. And the Wells family and Tyree's sisters and brothers stood there where Martin Luther King 
gave his last speech. They didn't know that night it was his speech for the last time. I was told by those that worked with King that raised me, and I recounted it with Mrs. King. I worked very closely with Martin III. We going back to Washington August 26th during his father's March 60th anniversary. We're going to deal with Tyree and the rest of these issues. And they were told me that that day, April 3rd, 1968, it was raining and storming. Dr. King said he didn't even feel like going to the rally. He had come to Memphis a week before to lead a march for the sanitation workers. And some provocateurs got at the end of the march. You know, there's still some around now that's blacker than anybody else, that's more active than anybody else, that's more street than anybody else. They started a riot at the end of the march. And the press said, oh, Dr. King's day is over. Nonviolence is dead. So he came back to prove that he could march. If it wasn't for so-called militants, Dr. King would have never faced what he faced. That's why all of these people talking bad that you and I don't know, don't have no background on, be careful of who jumps in movements. Because they set serious folk up. Dr. King came back and that day was raining and he said to Dr. Ralph Abernathy, Ralph, you go speak. I don't feel like going tonight. And they went on to the church and when they got there, the church was full in a storm. Dr. Abernathy went into the payphone and he called back to the Lorraine Motel, a black-owned motel. Rude told him to put his call through the room 306. Dr. King picked up the phone. He said, Martin, you need to come. There are thousands here. They didn't come to see me. Dr. King got in the car by himself and rode over to Mason Temple, and he started speaking that night, and something came over him. He said that I don't fear any man. He said, God has allowed me to go to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. And that's the last speech he gave right here in Memphis when he went to the mountaintop. I believe when he looked over, he could see a Barack Obama become president. I believe when he went to the mountaintop, he could look over and see a Kamala Harris sitting as vice president. I believe when he looked over from the mountaintop, he saw black police chiefs. He didn't expect you to disgrace him. He expected you to bring us on to the promised land. That's why I'm still marching. Yes, I got books out. Yes, I got a TV show, but I'm a mountain climber. I'm not going to stop till I get to the top of the mountain. You can call me names on right-wing television. I'm a mountain climber. I expect stuff.
stumbles to come my way. I'm a mountain climber. You can disgrace me. You can discredit me. But I'm going to keep on climbing. I'm going to climb until Tyrese Nichols get justice. I'm going to climb until Eric Gardner gets justice. I'm going to climb until we change the laws. We're mountain climbers. We're not bait traders. We're mountain climbers. And if God be for us, it's more than the whole world against us. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I'm his own. He's been uh -oh. fooled. Uh -oh. When I was hungry, uh -oh. water. When I was thirsty, he's my rock. He's my rock. He's my rock. My sword and shield. My will. In the middle of the wheel. Yeah. Let us have a call to action. Let us go forward to get justice. Let us all be mountain climbers. Okay, okay. Don't stop till we get to the top. Many years ago, there was a young boy killed at a boot camp in Florida. Those in charge killed this boy. There was a young lawyer that called me in New York and asked me to come and stand with the students in Tallahassee, Florida. And I went down and we led some marches. After that, a couple of years later, he came to see me with a man I just started Politics Nation then, and he wanted me to meet this man. This man sat in my office and told me that a wannabe security guard had killed his son. I had not heard of the case. But the man started crying, telling me about his son, Trayvon Martin. Uh-oh. And as I looked at his tears and looked at this lawyer, I thought about how I never saw my father cry for me. And I said, if I can help, I'll help. And we started the Trayvon Martin movement. We called a national march. I got some of the radio announcers to help us. And we put 10,000 people in that little town in Florida. The morning, the morning of that march, my mother died. And they thought I would not come. And I started to turn around. But I said, no, my mother would have wanted me to stand up for Trayvon. And that lawyer and I have been locked shoulder to shoulder ever since. He's known now all over the world as the Attorney General for Black America. Why? Because he'll fight for us when others won't. Oh, they're going to call your names. They're going to always give you another angle. The only way you know you are making any headway is if you have opposition. 
Only time I get concerned is when everybody's on my side. But when y'all start calling me names, it, it gives me extra exercise in the morning. Because I know that people don't react unless you act. You can't be an activist if you don't have some reactivist. I bring you to give us our call to action. The Attorney General of Black America, Attorney Benjamin Crump. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do you want to hear Ben Crump speak? Do you want to hear Ben Crump speak? Mountain climbers, one of the greatest mountain climbers in America today, okay. Reverend okay. Al Sharpton. Mountain climber. Mountain climber, y'all. Thank you for being a mentor and a just a person who always answers the bell. A lot of these families here, Reverend Al, you answered the bell for when many people wouldn't answer the bell. We know the big names that became hashtags. But for every George Floyd, for every Breonna Taylor, for every Ahmaud Aubrey, there are a hundred other nameless black people who've been killed in America that nobody remembered, but you answered the bell, Reverend Al Sharpton, and I want to say thank you publicly. Okay, we, we good? We good? Do you, want, do you want to hear Ben Crump speak? To Pastor Turner, thank you for allowing us in your cathedral, to all the other clergy, to Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom, we thank you for coming, to Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, okay. who told Rovan and Rodney that not only is she going to reintroduce the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act right after the State of the Union address, but she is also going to have a Tyree Nichols duty to intervene in that legislation. So thank you. Wow. 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 Okay, you know what? Let's go. I want to hear what she said. Y'all forgive me. I want to hear what she said. I want to hear what she said, and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on, I promise. I just want to hear what she said. Kamala, hey, I just want to see what she said. That's all. Just bear with me, y'all. I'm just curious. Um, what did she say at the funeral? Okay, here we go public safe that Tyree Nichols would be with us here today. Was he not also entitled to the right to be safe? So when we talk about public safety, let us understand what it means in its truest form. 
in the interest of keeping the public safe that Tyree Nichols would be with us here today. Okay, okay. All right, but I want to see the legislation she's talking about when, when introduced. Let me, let me see what this is. Think says. about the courage and the strength of this family. I think it demands that we speak truth. And with this, I will say... Okay, here we go. This violent act was not in pursuit of public safety. That's right. It was not in the interest of keeping the public safe because one must ask, was not it in the interest of keeping the public safe that Tyree Nichols would be with us here today? Okay, listen, I, I, I would fuck this bitch. I, listen, I would get next to Kamala, Kamala Hamber. I would get next to this woman. I'm power hungry. I would get next to this woman. I would get next to Kamala Harris. I'm power hungry. I will play the game. I will play the game. I will get next to Kamala Harris. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. No, we don't get that. Okay, so let's do this. I'm done with that. No. Okay, wait. No, you know, that was a good point. Oh, let me bring that back. Okay. Now, let me wrap up this NFL thing. Let me wrap up this NFL thing. Um, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. Uh, Browns left tackle. This was back in 2015. This was all about the Tom Brady deflate gate. The, the, the balls being deflated to a certain, to a certain poundage, all right? This was Joe Thomas back in 2015. He said, uh, hey, Thomas likened the NFL to professional wrestling and compared NFL commissioner Roger Goodell to WWE chairman Vince McMahon. Saying the NFL is an entertainment business and basically Goodell is Vince McMahon. Okay. I'm not sure if Goodell realizes what he's doing is brilliant, but what he's doing is brilliant because he's made the NFL relevant 365 days by having these outrageous, ridiculous witch hunts. It's made the game more popular than ever and it's become so much more of an entertainment business and it's making so much money. That's why I'm sure there's plenty of people saying this is embarrassing for the league, but it's an entertainment business when it comes right down to it. When the game gets eyeballs in newspapers and on TV, that that's what in the end is the goal for everyone. And that's what this controversy is giving them. Okay. Remember how upset everybody was at the Patriots and Tom Brady for Deflategate? Remember how upset you guys were? You still, you still to this day call the Patriots cheaters. <laughs> Y'all still to this day call the Patriots cheaters. Job well done. The Patriots have been the best heel in football for the last 15 years. Job well done. Y'all still run around talking about <laughs> the Patriots are cheaters. The tuck rule. Right? Y'all still talking about this. <laughs> All right, I'm over it. Okay, let's let's move on. Let me move on. Let me see. What is this? What is this? Okay, okay. Let me move on. Let's move on. Um shit. Okay. Let me pull up my next little clips. Cause this is it's some madness. What come on, camera. Camera, let me do the camera. Okay. Let us, oh, I want to play something. Now, once again, this is all entertainment. This is all fiction. 
This is all fiction. This is all fiction. This is not real. This is not real. It's for play play. Okay, this is all for play play. Remember this? Remember this back in the day? <laughs> Remember this back in the day. <laughs> I might have missed it. Let's run it back again. Let's run it back again. Oh, oh, stop, stop. Okay. Let's run it back again because I blinked. I clearly blinked. Okay, now the one thing I find funny is everybody agrees they saw the first plane. But everybody split on if there was a second plane. I'm not going down that rabbit hole again. I'm just I'm just putting these things out there for entertainment purposes. These are this is all entertainment. Are you not entertained? Okay, are you not entertained? Uh, what is this? What is this? All right, now this is a now take this with a grain of salt. This picture here, take this with a huge grain of salt. Take this with a huge grain of salt. Okay, there's this picture floating around that somebody got a snapshot of, apparently of the ice wall and what's on the other side of it. Okay. Once again, take this with a huge grain of salt. Okay. Now the ice wall angle, you should, you, you should approach it from this angle here, the opposite. So this is what's on the opposite side of the ice wall. Take this with a huge grain of pink Himalayan salt. Okay. This is what's apparently on the opposite side of the ice wall. Okay. This is why you're not allowed to fly over there over this area this is why it's, you know it's 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 restricted airspace this is why they have fighter jets flying around to make sure you don't see this shit once again take this with a huge grain of salt okay this is what apparently is on the other side of the ice wall this is what apparently admiral bird seen during his time there with the with the inhabitants there okay okay i'm this is all entertainment Okay, it's all entertainment. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Now, here's the map that Andrew Bird drew up. Okay. This is the map that Bird drew up. All right. 
So this is what he says he saw. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Take all of this with the biggest piece of Himalayan salt you can find. Okay. That's what he saw. That's this is the this is his his recollection, his retelling of what he saw. Okay. 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 Once again. Once again. I'm just here for entertainment. Okay. Let me run it back. Let me bring the picture back again. Once again. What you're what you're looking at, it should be upside down because I should have flipped it. But um all of this this is this okay, so when you come up to the ice wall, it's it's like Wester, not Westeros, but what is it? Knight's Landing? Is it Knight? Game of Thrones, y'all. When they built the ice wall, what is that? What was the city called? Jon Snow City. What was Jon so- John Snow City called? With, with, the, with the ice wall to keep the, uh, the, night, the night walkers out. What was it called? God damn it. What was it called? Somebody watch this shit. What was Jon Snow play? Winterfell. There you go. Winterfell. Y'all, sl- y'all late on this. Winterfell had the huge ice wall, right? So now when you approach it, you're approaching from that opposite side. Okay. So the ice wall, this is supposed to be water. And then there's more land on the opposite side of the, the ice wall. Because no one has gotten past the ice wall. All right. Winterfell. It's called Winterfell. All right. Okay. I'm just. It's for entertainment pur- purposes. I'm here to entertain you. All right. Um. What is this? All right. I did that. Put that to trash. What is this? What is this? What is this? Okay. Once again, final time. Tyree Nichols. I didn't notice his stepdad, but he says the rumors of. Tyree and the cops baby mama are not true. I'll just let him tell it and I'm and I'm gonna leave it alone. Uh, police tried to cover it up. They're still trying to spread rumors about my son that are not true. But anybody's not starting the room. He said they're not true. Rumors are true, they are not. My son was not messing with one of the officers. Why? That's just a rumor. Says it's just a rumor. Anybody believe it. Please stop spreading They're trying to get out of this, but they're not. We want justice for Tyree. That's what we strive for. Justice for Tyree. Okay. Outreach. All right, Pop said it's not true. So unless it comes out, once again, I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to stand on it not being true because, once again, in the heat of the moment, after you beat somebody up for 30 to 35 minutes, eventually the truth will slip out as to why you're beating this person up for 30 to 35 minutes. Somebody would have said something. So <clears throat> I, 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 I stand on it until I, until I'm confirmed or it comes out in motion discovery, because once again, if that's true, that establishes intent, then you can charge the, you can up the murder, the charge to murder, first degree murder, first degree murder is intent. Okay. 
So once again, until someone says on paper this was took place, they're not going to say it because it will run the risk of the DA upping the charge to first degree murder that gives you that gives you either life or the needle. Okay. Okay. Oh really? The chat box been chatting on on my end. See, that's why I don't like this. I don't know, Nick. I don't like this shit. I don't like this. All right. Uh, let's see what else. What what is this? Oh, this story here. You want to talk about bad cops? Let's talk about bad cops. Or are they bad cops? Let's look up what happened to Anthony Lowe Jr. Okay. Let's look up what happened to Anthony Lowe Jr. This was last week. Now, now when you see what happened, <laughs> okay. Now, I'll play the footage. I'm, I'm going to do y'all solid. I'm just, let me just stop playing around with y'all. Okay, look at this. I'm going I'm to keep playing it for y'all. Now, I'm going to let it play. I want you guys to start. Y'all tell me what's wrong with this picture. Let's go. <sighs> I'm going to let get a, give it a couple minutes. I'm going to let it play. And I want to get you guys' thoughts. I want to get you guys' thoughts. Tell me what you guys see. I'll give you my perspective, but I want, I want to get you guys' thoughts first. Okay. I want to get you guys' thoughts. first. Are these bad cops? <laughs> are, are, are these, are these bad cops? Are these bad cops? I mean, take it all in now. Now, don't be like, oh, slide out. No, no, no. We're going to keep playing. I want y'all to get full context before we get into the, <coughs> the actual story. Okay? I want you to watch the footage, and then we're going to get into the actual story. And then I want you to come back and tell me, are these bad cops? Okay? <coughs> I would have shot the All right, so I'm giving you the footage. Okay, once again It's not funny because he's dead, but it's not funny, but come on man. It's not funny, but all right. Let's get to the Let's get to the actual story. <laughs> Wookin Penub, Wookin Penub. <coughs> All right, <coughs> let me get to the story. Let me get to the actual story. And then I want y'all to come back and tell me, are these bad cops? Okay, where do I want to go? Where should I go? LA Times? Let's do LA Times first. All right, here we go. Video adds to questions about police shooting of a double amputee holding a knife. Now, y'all know me. I'm, I'm a victim of several knife attacks. If it's one thing I hate are knives. 
I I I have no mercy for knives for people that use knives. I listen. I'd rather get shot than, than get stabbed again. Okay, and or cut again, whatever the case may be. I'd rather get shot than stabbed or cut. Okay, I I have no no patience or no like. If I see a person with a knife, I need I need two to the head, empty the mag. This is my perspective. I when I see a knife. Dump the whole mag into them and then reload and dump another mag into them. Then, then pull out the, 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 the spare, the third spare mag with the, with the full metal jackets. I listen, I hollow points ain't going to get the job done. I need something that's going to punch through walls and concrete. I'm going to hit you with full metal jackets. I need this shit to punch through you. Okay. I don't want the ammunition to hit you on impact, then bubble up and explode. I needed it to punch through you okay i need the heaviest grain i need a 125 full metal jacket i need this thing to punch through you and some concrete now see knives full metal jacket empty the entire magazine on them reload again and again okay let's go (sighs) anthony low 36 had been shot and killed by huntington park Police officers Thursday afternoon. Lowe's lower legs had been amputated last year. In the video, he appears to have just dismounted from a nearby wheelchair as he scrambled down the sidewalk away from uniformed police officers. Two police sport utility vehicles drove into the frame and parked, blocking the camera's view. The video, which was posted on Twitter on Saturday, then abruptly ends. No footage of the ensuing gunfire has been released. Yeah, yeah, Toya Toy, Lowe's older sister, identified the man running from police as her brother. She said that his legs had been amputated after an altercation. Oh, shit. Okay, here we go. She said that his legs had been amputated after an altercation with law enforcement in Texas and that the family also has questions about that incident. Okay, so I, he's already off the top spooked. This is bad. Okay, I didn't know all this. Um... He's the life of the family. He brings happiness, joy. He loves to dance. He's very respectable. He loves his mother. He's a favorite uncle. The kids all love him. Okay. The LA County Sheriff's Department homicide unit is investigating Lowe's shooting. Um, the answers and the, de- the detective provided were vague and unpersuasive, said Tatiana Jackson, another sister of Lowe. Their biggest question, what was so threatening about a disabled double amputee with a knife that it necessitated shooting him? Okay, now once again. Oh, did he, did he, Nick? Oh, man, I, when I, when you was telling the story about how everything flooded out, my, my heart broke for him. My heart broke for him, right? This nigga said, Look, Lieutenant Dan, I'm, I'm done with you. Beat. Beat. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, happy new year, Lieutenant Dan, happy new year, Lieutenant Dan, listen, listen, so he's already got PTSD from law enforcement, okay, fine, but listen, they have guns, drop the knife, bro, listen, I'm not taking any chance with anybody with a knife, um, let me see. It's a phone interview said that the sheriff's department had collected video of low shooting from nearby businesses, but that does not intend to release the footage. 
Huntington Park police officers, he said, do not wear body cams. Renaga said two officers fired at Lowe somewhere around 10 times. We recovered 10 or 11 casings at the scene. I don't know which of those actually hit him. Uh, the names of the two officers who shot at Lowell will be released in the coming days. The officers who he said are on leave for a few days while they undergo a psychiatric evaluation and they will be assigned administrative duties until the command staff approves them to go back to field work. Okay. Okay. Once again, he tried to run away and every time he turned around and did the motion, like he was going to throw the knife at him, they tased him. They were trying to give this guy the less lethal taser shot. And because it was ineffective, they had to go to something that was more effective. Um, okay, here we go. And now this is, if you believe the, the cops or not in the Friday statement, the sheriff's department said that a man in a wheelchair Later identified as Lowe, allegedly stabbed a man Thursday afternoon before fleeing in a wheelchair. What the f- <laughs> Reynaga said the victim, whose name had not been made public, called police to report the alleged stabbing and that he sustained a punctured lung and was taken to a hospital. Reynaga said he did not know the, the medical status of the man who was stabbed. Lowe was shot in the upper torso and pronounced it at the scene of the shooting. Man, listen. Man, listen. Yeah, I'm sorry. You got a knife. You don't want to put it down. Hollow, uh, full metal jackets. I'm sorry. Weapons free. Keep it techy. I see you. Lorena. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Big Nick. I gave you your flowers. The the NFL thing, man. (laughs) The sports bribery act. I... Blown away, blown away. So uh, let me let me give Big Pontiac his flowers. Yeah, the NFL is crazy with the with the uh, the rigging. Yeah, I listen. I, I can't. You're gonna you're gonna have a hard time trying to convince me the cops were in the wrong. You're gonna have a hard time doing that. Sorry. Now listen, knives and swords and and screwdrivers. You're gonna get. We're going to hit you with these full metal jackets, 125 grain. I want this thing to punch a hole through you. I don't want mushroom expansion inside your body. No, I want this thing to punch straight through you and into the concrete wall behind you. I don't want mushroom expansion. No, I want holes literally through you. Okay. I want holes through you. Okay. So full metal jacket for the win. (laughs) <laughs> you want to hide behind that concrete wall? That's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna reach out and touch you through the concrete wall. <laughs> I want this thing to punch through car doors. <laughs> hey, remember Alien Nation? Remember Alien Nation, like, like 1985, 1986? What was his partner named Tugs, or or his partner Tugs, and then the aliens just shooting, and it's just punching right through the car, <laughs> through the upper, opposite side of the car, and Tugs is like, he's back, and it's just boom, boom. <laughs> I want this shit to punch through steel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You listen, you're talking to a knife victim three times. No. I don't want mushroom expansion. I want holes in you. I want to see through you. Okay. Sorry. 
Sorry. So no, um, if the report is true that he stabbed somebody allegedly, apparently before then, then he's a fucking animal. Put him down. Okay. NWA nubs with attitude. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Done. See, once again, anybody can shoot a person. It takes hard to get up, get up close and stick. They didn't have to, man, listen. Okay. See, I'm not. Okay. Listen. Weapons free, y'all. Weapons free. Matter of fact, let me pull the video up back up again. This dude is not trying to have a conversation. Where is it at? Where's the footage at? Listen. We're, we're, what are we doing here? See? We're, what are we doing here? You don't want to drop the knife. You don't want to stop. Listen, we don't want to kill you. We don't want to use lethal force, but you keep waving this knife. I, I don't give a fuck if we 10, 15 feet apart. No, you play too much. No, come get these. Come get these full metal jackets. Come get these Hornady's. These, this, these Hornady 125 grains that's going to punch right through you. Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I want the embalmer to be like, I can't fix this. Okay. I, I want, I want the guy that does your, your autopsy or your, your, the, whoever the, uh, at the mortuary. I want him to be like, I can't fix these holes they put into this man's body. I can't cover these holes up. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Does, you, you mean to tell me this guy doesn't look like a, a... So if you get in a fight with this guy... Come on, man. Y'all better stop playing nubs or not. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. The funeral home directors will be like, hey, we, he, there's so many holes in him. We can't fill all these holes. These holes are... I can see through him. I can see through him. Yeah, I'm going to punch a hole in you. Okay. Nah, I would never use hollow points. I'm sorry. I'm full metal jacket. I'm a full metal jacket type of guy. I want it to punch holes in you. Okay. And if I miss the hole next to you and the wall is going to be so fucking big, you're going to be like, oh shit, he's not playing. I quit. Okay. And them hollow points hit stuff. It just stops. Uh, When them full metal jackets hit something next to you, if I miss, you're going to be like, oh Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, you, for real, for real, I quit, I quit. Yeah, yeah. Full Metal Jackets for the win. I want holes in you. I want holes in you. Sorry. You want, Why won't you drop the... See? There go Nick. <laughs> oh, the five by sevens, yes. Pew, pew, right through you. They will, yeah, they will go right through you. That's a fast round, those five, the 5.7s. I know Ruger has a, I know Ruger just dropped a, a 5.7 of their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E, I wanted to go through you. The FNH 5.7, let's check it out. send them to you and so i want to thank gunprodeals.com just for giving me the experience level two and some level three body armor kevlar helmets automobile glass things like that so this is a great 
handgun, especially in an urban environment. So the first thing we're going to do is to make sure the gun is unloaded, we're going to move the magazine, double check the chamber, and it... Yeah, 5.7s are moving through stuff. It's moving, it's punching through. As far as a self-defense caliber. The feed lips are polymer, and uh, there have been a few reports of these having cracks in them, but of course we didn't have any problems. But you can see they're pretty solid body. Uh, they do have windows on the side. As you can see, it goes up to 20. And there is a small little catch here if you need to rip that magazine. I want to catch the part where you say it can go through some body armors. And so now let's take a look and see what it's all about. The one great thing about the firearms world is there are a lot of different choices out there. I mean, and there are a lot of different configurations, all the way from the super popular down to the more of a niche type market. And that's one of the things we find with the FNH 5.7. This caliber was designed in the early 1990s as a directive from NATO to replace the 9mm as a sidearm. And there were a number of reasons. One of the big things about this pistol is the super low recoil, but these do not over penetrate. And they can defeat... Uh, level two and some level three body armor. See, that's yeah. I want it to go through you. Yeah, I want it to go through you. Kevlar helmets, automobile glass, things like that. So this is a yeah. Five point seven is a dangerous round. It's a dangerous round. I'm all for it. Okay, let's get this out of here. Amputee wielding a knife, and yeah, no. Hey, those FNs will go through concrete and body. Yes, indeed, they sure will. <laughs> yes, they, yes, they sure will. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Thank you for the 10 on the Super Chat, bro. Yes, yes. FNs. Yeah, FN has one, and then Ruger has its own. So Ruger's a bit cheaper. I, if I remember watching the comparisons. Okay, so they actually, a lot of the gun guys were going with the Ruger, saying it's a, it's a bit better handling than the, the fn but it's fn you can't go wrong with an fn the round is the most important thing that's how i look at it as long as it can deliver the round repeatedly accurately then that's all that matters you know yeah it is a 22 on stereo yeah that thing is moving like people don't realize how, how fast the, the 5.7 the 5 is moving yeah it, it's moving it's moving so um yeah so fn and ruger has has um 5.7 uh, offers for the public. Um, let me see what else I want to get into. What is this? What is this? Oh, okay. Shout out to the homie. My homie, <laughs> his crazy ass. He has, he has family. Uh, he, he lives in Brazil, but he has family that actually lives in favelas. And he, <laughs> his family member sent this to me on, on Twitter. He was like, yo, bro, I, I heard that you kind of eat deep in this passport thing. I was like, nah, not really. He was like, well, this is what it's like in the favela. I said, wow. I said, Are you sure this, you sure this, he's like, no, this is, this is how it is in the favela. I said, okay, bet. He sent it to me. Um, yeah, I remember black, listen, I remember the black rhinos. I remember when black talents first hit, like when black talents first hit, everybody, it was all the rage. Everybody's like black talents, black talents, black talents. And I know a, a few states had banned the black talents. It was hard to get those. And if you did get them, the markup was so high on the black talents. It was like, fuck, it, I can't afford it. I can't afford it, you know? But yeah, I think they've kind of laxed on the, on the, on the black talents a bit, but they were all the rage, man. They were all the rage. So you had a P226. Okay. Yeah. See, see the old blessed out black talents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had uh, a through uh, through rounds through and through all oh, through the hip. I hate guns, but I love that man. Fuck that! I'd rather get shot than get stabbed. You ain't been stabbed or cut. That w I promise you, you get stabbed or cut, 
good enough, that will change your whole perspective. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. If you get stabbed a cut, and I mean a real good deep cut or a real good deep stabbing, you will change your entire perspective. I promise you. I promise you. When you can see fucking meat and bone and shit split open, nah, give me the give me the gunshot wound. Fuck all that. Oh, uh, Smith & Wesson has, okay, I didn't know that. Little no recall. Yeah, I mean, the 5.7s five are moving. Oh, you didn't, y'all done turned into a gun show now. Okay, let's, let's get, my man sent this to me from Brazil, in the, uh, the favela. So this is what happens in the favela sometimes. He said it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. I was like, okay, let, let me check it out. Here we go. Segura. Bruh. Bruh. What 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 is what is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stabbing is different. Yeah, that shit hits different. That's what I'm saying. Like that shit is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what. what this is from a favela in Brazil. This is where these niggas want to go. So you don't want to go to O Block, you don't want to go to Born Home, you don't want to go to Dade County, you don't want to go to Inglewood, the jungle, right? You want to go here. Segura. É o Morel, baby. That's where y'all want to go. <laughs> Wait, 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 so I don't mind y'all going to Brazil, but y'all want to go to favelas? Why? Why? Well, no one even flinched. Nobody even flinched. Let me, let me run that shit back again. Segura. <laughs> This this is where y'all want to okay. Damn person moved. Damn person moved. So this is where y'all want to go, huh? This is where y'all. So when I tell people my man has a bulletproof whip, just in case, people are like, ah, cap. No. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, all right. Hey, man. Uh, we'll be here to make more videos about y'all, about y'all goofy asses <laughs> getting jammed up in places you don't belong. That's not a problem. Um, do I want to get into the mixtape thing? You know what? I'll make it real brief. For those that remember in hip hop mixtapes were like everything and DJ drama and Don Cannon were like the mixed worthy mixtape Kings. And then they got pinched by the feds, uh, for copyrights. I believe I remember this. This is pretty much the day the mixtape died. Where's that tape at? Here we go. All my old school hip hop heads. Y'all remember this day. I remember this day cause I was working for, uh, who, what label was I dealing with? 
I think I was at, over at Universal, and it was a big, it was a big deal when they got punt when they got pinched. Local DJ, a couple of local DJs are free on bond after being arraigned on counterfeit charges. Donald Cannon, known as DJ Cannon, and Tyree Simmons, known as DJ Drama, are accused of bootlegging thousands of CDs for sale on the internet. Fulton County SWAT team and officers from Clayton County raided DJ Drama's Gangsta Grills recording studio last night. Among the items seized, 50,000 counterfeit CDs, recording equipment, computers, cars, cash, and bank statements. The two work at Hot 107.9. Next on Fox. Okay. Okay. They, of course they beat it, but listen, the mixtape died after that. The mixtape game, it died after. The, the, fed, the labels were like, oh, no, y'all doing too much. This Because they didn't, they didn't understand what the mixtape were. All they knew was, okay, are these songs being released can we clear them you know a lot of unreleased material on these on these mixtapes but the labels are like uh no 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 uh tj drama <sighs> they beat the they beat the case but the mixtape game excuse me it was never the same it was never the same it was never the game it was never the same This was a big, big deal. A big, big deal. Because uh, everybody knew, everybody that was anybody had a Gangsta Grills mixtape. If you, you know, if you were an artist of, 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 of any caliber, you had a Gangsta Grills mixtape, period. Like you were a nobody if you didn't have a Gangsta Grills. I mean, K-Slay and Funk Flex was cool, but if you didn't have a Gangsta Grills, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, Let me find it. Let me get to the article. Lil John gave the brand a boost when Drama asked him to guest host one of the early tapes, but the first rapper to pay Drama to visit after he launched Gangsta Grills was a relative unknown at the time, an up-and-coming artist in Atlanta who had just signed a LaFace Records named T.I. Okay. Uh, with Gangster Grills, drama was finding his voice at the time when the South and Atlanta, particularly, was developing a sound and subgenre all his own. And Ti was the first to uh to label it trap music. I remember that. I remember that. Drama had the streets on lock when a newcomer named Young Jeezy reached out. Originally from South Georgia, he called himself the Snowman and was connected to a drug syndicate that would put the fictional Scarface to shame. But the mixtape DJ Drama and Young Jeezy made together turned them both into certified street legends for their second Gangster Grills mixtape, Trapper Die. Uh, we all had that. Nearly all of the music was uh, original, largely produced by Shorty Red. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now here's here's where the, the, he got jammed up. The mixtape model had its risk, but it also had its rewards. Drama didn't have a, uh, to license any other music or pay artists, and it cost him around 50 cents to print a CD that he sold for 5 to $10. He says there were months where he was selling 50 to 75,000 mixtapes a month. He'd gone from making $100 a week in his college mixtape hustle days to 50 to $60,000 a month. He remembers watching as his bank account bank account grew into hundreds of thousands of dollars, more money than he'd ever seen. 
At the same time, CD sales were taking a nosedive. Websites like Napster and LimeWire, rest in peace. Oh, my goodness. Like, LimeWire was like all the porn. Like, all the, okay, sorry, but LimeWire, all the stuff, the video stuff (laughs) that you couldn't get to was on LimeWire, you know? Uh, So the record industry hit back. The RIAA started filing lawsuits against random fans for illegal Downloading their scare tactics, uh, i.e. Metallica, when they sued uh, fans off of off of Napster. Okay. Marsha St. Hubert, who is now Senior Vice President of Marketing for Atlanta Records, didn't agree with cracking down on mixtapes. She's seen their power, how 50 Cent used them to launch a, a major label bidding war, but 50 was never independent. He was signed to Land Speed Records. Land Speed Records. Look it up. That buzz that 50 created by himself was not by himself. He was signed to Land Speed Records. Look it up. That's how he got his buzz. He had help. Land Speed was Koch before Koch. Okay? People always over, want to overlook that part of 50's him blowing up and, and the, 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 the label bidding war that led to him signing the Interscope. He was signed to Land Speed Records at the time. It's not up for it's not a debate. Okay. All right. Yes. A huge thank you, music therapy. Yes. Land Speed Land Speed was it. They were Koch before Koch. Okay. They were like CD Baby on steroids. But they were legitimate. Okay. All right, so and then here's the problem. Okay, she knew mixtape could change the trajectory of an artist's career, and the labels benefited from them. Uh, if a mixtape blew up, the artist's major label release was des- destined to blow up too. Uh, 2005, Drama's career got a boost. Atlantic subsidiary Grand Hustle uh, label signed him to a recording deal to create a legit gangster grill CD. Uh, by now, labels were calling Drama, paying him money to work with their artists. He became the industry plug. All right, but Gangsta Grill's popularity was starting to present some problems. Drama made a deal with an independent distributor that started selling his mixtapes in a major retail chain. That was the problem. Next thing you know, Drama said they were airing Gangsta Grill commercials on BET. That's when he started getting a little nervous. They put barcodes on them. You can't put that at a Best Buy with a barcode. I didn't even realize that was possible. Okay. Drama won 2007 Justo Mixtape Award, became, a, became the first DJ outside of New York to win the coveted Mixtape DJ Award of the Year. I remember that. Okay. So on January 6, 2007, DJ Drama and DJ Cannon and the affiliates were camped out at the studio to plot their next move, Gangster Grills, the album. Drama's major label debut. Drama stepped outside of, to move his car when he realized they weren't alone. I walked out the door, he says, and then they were just, then, uh, and then that was when it was just like SWAT and helicopters and you know, here come the SUV and they just like pull up from all corners. Drama played it cool because he knew that whatever it was, he wasn't the target, but things escalated. Officers pulled up and jammed out with M16s drawn pointed at drama. They called him by his government name, Tyree Simmons and told him to get on the ground. They then took his ID Drama says he heard the officers get on the radio saying we got one of the perps. So in my mind, I'm so I start in my mind freaking out like, huh? Like who y'all got one of them? Like, wait, it's got to be a mistake. Then all hell broke loose. 
Police stormed the offices, waving guns, telling everyone to get face down on the ground. It was a full-on raid. Drama says they were looking through the buildings for guns and drugs, which they didn't find. What they did find was tens of thousands of mixtape CDs, which they confiscated, along with studio equipment, computers, four cars, bank statements, and even the hard drives containing songs recorded for Drama's new studio album. Then they took Drama and Cannon. They told Drama he was being arrested for bootlegging and racketeering under RICO laws, y'all. Whew. Lord have mercy. The kind of serious conspiracy charges used to take down dangerous crime outfits like the mob. Drama didn't even know what Rico stood for at the time. Police rounded up everybody and took Drama and Cannon separately to Rice Street, where they were booked into Fulton, Fulton County Jail. Uh, the news hit the streets like a tidal wave and local footage at the 11 o'clock news that, that night. I, I remember watching that shit, too. Drama and Cannon were dressed in blues with their hands cuffed in a courtroom. Um... Together, they looked like two deer caught in the headlights. The next morning, Drama woke up in jail in a jail cell for the first time in his life. He and Cannon were able to make bail uh, for 100000 apiece. That's when they found out how serious the RICO charges they'd been slapped with really were. On the phone, T.I. explained something Drama didn't know. The feds can confiscate all your funds in a RICO investigation. T.I. told Drama to take his money out of his account, but when Drama looked up his bank records online, he froze. A bank account consisting of several hundred thousand dollars reduced to nothing. In that moment, drama says he broke down and cried. Okay. The labels wouldn't know what was coming next if it wasn't for mixtapes. It's the veins of the culture. Everything in hip hop from 95 to 2007 came from mixtapes. What we were doing is not wrong, he says. Uh, that that This is what y'all make billions off of. Don't sit here and tell me uh, that what we're doing is wrong. Okay. Drama and Cannon were charged with a Georgia state law that made it illegal to sell CDs without putting your name and address on them. Essentially, it was a way for the state to enforce federal federal copyright law, and they added a RICO charge because they were mass distributing the CDs. The charges were dead docketed. Meaning Drama and Cannon wouldn't be prosecuted, but the charges could be reinstated at any time. Drama says the DJs never got their money back, according to him. Law enforcement claimed they couldn't prove what was earned from legitimate mixtapes and what was earned, uh, what was from illegal bootlegs, so they kept it all. God damn. But the culture paid the biggest price. The mixtape game came to a dead halt. It sure did. I felt like, uh, I felt some guilt because I'm like, yo, I can't let the mixtape game die on my shoulders. Like, he, here's this culture I grew up loving, and then I go to jail for it. If they can lock up drama, nobody's safe. This shit's done. It's over. It's a wrap. The pushback wasn't just coming from the RIAA. The success of Gangsta Grills was breeding contempt, even among artists like Lil Wayne, who benefited from the series most, but who weren't getting paid from mixtapes directly. This is the same guy that also wound up saying, fuck mixtape DJs. Drama recalls of Lil Wayne, and I wound up having him call into my show to explain, and then we wound up doing Dedication 3, which I have, which we all have. I never f really felt personally betrayed by Wayne, even when he made them comments. My grandmother wasn't too happy about it. She definitely was pretty hurt. Okay. Here's the funny part. Now that he had a criminal record, Atlantic was more than more hyped than ever to drop his debut record. <laughs> Um, the, the album dropped da, 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 featuring, uh, 
the Fed taking pictures features Young Jeezy, Willie the Kid, Jim Jones, Young Buck, and Rick Ross all talking about the long arm of the law, watching their every move. Okay. Yeah, it's a lengthy read, but man, listen. I remember that. I remember that. It was crazy. It was crazy back then. But that was when, yeah, 2007. That's when mixtapes died. Shout out to the DJ Drama, DJ Cannon, man, because uh, what they did cannot be denied or overlooked at all. But that was crazy. Crazy times. Crazy times. Okay. Let me see. Is there anything else I want to cover before I get out of here? Oh, yes. The couple that got sentenced 10 years to prison for dancing. Okay. This good looking couple right here. They're going to prison for 10 years. Okay. This couple right here is going to prison for 10 years. Basically. Okay. Yes, DJ SN I had DJ SNS tapes. Yep. He was dope. He was dope. He got slept on. I don't think he got enough credit. DJ SNS tapes was dope. Right? But this couple here is going to prison for a long time. Okay? Now let's look up who they are. They are Okay. Let me look this shit up. Amir Mah okay, so okay. Can I copy and paste that? You let me copy and paste? Copy. Search for Google. No, copy. Let's just do that. Let's just do that. Okay, here we go. You ready? Once again, even though feminism is spreading worldwide, in some places it's going to take a little longer. Okay? Here's why this woman basically got hit with a 10-year sentence. Okay? Uh, Astia Haganini or whatever, and fiance Amir Muhammad posted a clip of themselves in front of Tehran's landmark Azidi Tower. She without compulsory headscarf. Remember that that one woman who died because she wouldn't take off her headscarf. They beat her to death, basically, and all the protesters they got locked up are gonna do go to prison because in support because now women are like. This is like the, the, the Iranian, Iranian version of burning your bras. Okay, so American women wanted to burn their bras for freedom and liberation. So the Iranian women are want to not wear headscarves. It's the same premise. All right, here we go. An Iranian couple has handed jail sentences over for, of over 10 years each to a young couple who danced in front of one of Tehran's main landmarks in a video as seen as of defiance against the regime activists said uh both of them in their early 20s had been arrested in early november after a video went viral of them dancing romantically in front of the azidi tower in tehran uh Hagahi did not wear a headscarf in defiance of the islamic republic's strict rules for women while women are also not allowed to dance in public in iran let alone with a man i did not know this i did not know this Lorena, thank you for the uh, the five hundred super chat. They danced themselves to jail. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. 
Lord have mercy. What? You said footloose? Y'all ain't right. Y'all ain't right. Y'all ain't right. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> A revolutionary court in Tehran sentenced them, sentenced them to each the 10 years and six months in prison, as well as bans on using the internet and leaving Iran. The couple had already had a following in Tehran as popular Instagram bloggers were convicted of encouraging corruption and public prostitution, as well as gathering with the intention of disrupting national security. Okay. It is, it's said that Hagini is now in the notorious Kwarchak prison for women outside Tehran whose conditions are regularly condemned by activists. And this is them. Why are you acting a fool in a country that says women are not allowed to dance with men in public? I mean, my goodness. Let's continue. Uh, uh, Iranian authorities clamped down uh, severely on all forms of dissent since the death of September of Masa Amini. This is the woman they, that didn't want to comply and they beat her ass. We have been arrested for allegedly violating the head, uh, headscarf rules. Um, at least 14,000 people have been arrested, according to the United Nations, ranging from prominent celebrities, journalists, and lawyers to ordinary people who took to the streets. Okay. One of the main icons of the Iranian capital, the gigantic futuristic Azidi Freedom Tower, is a place of huge sensitivity. Okay, it opened under the rule of the last Shah Mohammad Reza uh, Pahlavi in the early 1970s when it was known as the Shahad in memory of Shah Tower. All right. Yo, stop playing with these people. Stop playing in other people's countries. Man. Like, I, I can't even feel bad. Like, I want to feel bad, but I, I can't. How? Why? Why should I feel bad? Why should I feel bad? Fuck you. Fucked around and found out. This is how you fuck around and find out. Yeah, you fucked around and find out. Let me see. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. I think that's it for me. Let's do this. Let's check back in on the uh the funeral real quick. Let's check back in on the funeral real quick. let me find it let's check let's check back in one, one last time and the funeral Barry Nichols funeral uh is it over I think it's over I think it's over is it over 
Okay, I guess it's over. See new tweets. Okay, it's over. Okay. Okay, it's over. All right, y'all. Um, yeah. Damn. Crazy, crazy times we live in. I'm gonna get out of here. I gotta hit the gym. Um, I hope you guys were enlightened and entertained as I try to do on a daily basis. Trash. Trash. Move to trash. Once again, this is day 23 on the road to 30. Tied. Tied. So, as you guys continue the, your day and to continue to soldier on, uh, I will leave y'all with some motivation as y'all, you know, leave the, the building. All right, you guys get out of here. Go be great. Go be awesome. Light and, love and light to everybody. Y'all have a good day. Peace.